the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. But remember this, my joy, your joy. It's only your joy if you know His joy. If you know His joy, then joy comes to you. And regardless of what's going on and how deep the trial and whatever the entertainment or whatever it is that the devil is trying to capture your attention with, you keep your focus on Jesus, you'll be happy, you'll celebrate, you will experience great joy. Happiness and joy may seem similar, but they can be very different when you look at them from God's perspective. While happiness is temporary and can be swayed by events and circumstances, true joy comes from the Lord and can last a lifetime if we abide in Him. Let's join Pastor Jack Morris and the congregation of the Largo Community Church as he examines the joyful life in today's message, Then Comes Joy. The researchers have located and designated eight categories of emotions. Now, there are many more, but within these eight categories, all other emotions that we feel can come under and be part of and listed with one in these eight categories. Now, just listen to it. Here here are the eight. Anger, sadness, fear, disgust, surprise, shame, love, and joy. Now, God made us emotional beings. And emotions are good. They serve a purpose. But it's not the emotion. Now listen, it's how we handle the emotion, what we do with the emotion. Friend, you have more control than maybe what you think you have. Maybe we need to talk to ourselves once in a while, just like the mother did. Now God is emotional. The scripture tells us in the Old Testament, there are times that God loved. He always loved. But the love is pointed out. It's classified. There are times it talks about his joy. There are times that the Old Testament talks about the anger of God or the jealousy of God because God is a jealous God and he doesn't want any other gods before us. He wants us to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And he's jealous when we love another and put another on the throne of our heart. And there's a temptation to do that all the time. So God is an emotional God, and guess what? You have been made in the image of God, which makes you an emotional creature. How about Jesus in the New Testament? We see his emotions. He wept at Lazarus' tomb. He had compassion. He had joy. He had anger. Remember when he went into the temple and threw out the money changers because they were making it a den of thieves and how angry he was. So friend, 
Every person has emotions. And right now, those emotions are beginning to work in every one of us. But we are emotional creatures because God, Jesus, emotional, and we're made in the likeness and the image of God. It was August 31 that I broke through a victory in my own emotions. I briefly referred to it last week. That week, prior to August 31, I was working for the Lord, studying, praying, getting sermons, worshiping, praising, but I was burdened and didn't know just exactly why I felt so down. Do you ever feel down and not know you felt down? You mean some of you people have never been sad or felt down? <laughs> we all have those down times, don't we? I just felt down and I couldn't get over it. I thought, well, if I praise the Lord, if I study, uh, if I pray, uh, if I sing, and uh, come August 31, that was Saturday, and I knew, hey, Tomorrow's Sunday. I'm the pastor. I've got to have a breakthrough. I've got to get over this. Friend, you can do more with your emotions than what you think. But most of us have a tendency, and I think I'm correct. I'm not sure, though. I might be wrong. But most of us tend to give in. I just don't feel like reading the Word today, so I'm not going to. I just don't feel like this is Sunday, so I'm just going to stay home and rest. We just give in. I knew I couldn't give in. I had to have help. So I went to my favorite devotional book. I opened it up, and I began to read. And when I began to read, this, the writer in that little book directed me to John chapter 15, verse 11. Do you have your Bibles open to John 15, verse 11? Look at it. These are the words of Jesus. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now, if you're looking at it, I want you to maybe in your mind, at least, I took a red pencil and I underscored my joy, your joy. I paused. I looked at that. Jesus, my joy, your joy. Not just your joy, Jack Morris. You have no joy, but his joy brings you joy. My joy, say that, my joy, joy. your joy. Okay, there it is on the screen. Read it together. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Complete joy, fullness of joy that My joy can only make your joy complete and bring fullness of joy. Now, I have to say this because it's so very, very important. In Galatians chapter 5, there are listed the fruits of the Spirit, and one of them is joy. Fruits of the Spirit. Not your fruits, but His fruits, His manifestation, His demonstration, His doing. It's Him And somehow it gets over to me and it gets over to you. When I read that scripture, my joy, I thought, Jack Morris, you've been working on it all week long 
and you've been trying to produce something that you can't produce because joy is divine. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It comes from heaven, and you're an earth being. You've got to reach out beyond yourself and receive that joy and open your heart and allow it to come in. Now, turn over to, uh, if you will, to John chapter 7, verse 37. John 7, 37. If not, just, just listen to it for just a moment. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, you know, sometimes Jesus has to holler at us maybe to get our attention. A loud voice. He said, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Streams of living water. Well, my emotions had been dammed up like a river with a dam. And I couldn't get the flow going again. What was going on, I look back and now I know, there was so many activities and I was involved in so many things and I was trying to take care of all of these things and do a good job. And then I would look back and see, did I do a good job in taking care of that? I kept trying to do it and then I would question whether I did it right. Well, my mind became clogged with all of that. And I was trying to be perfect. (laughs) And only one is perfect. And my spirit got damned up. But when I read that verse of scripture, my joy, I thought, "I, I know that. I've known that for years. Isn't that something you can know something and it can just sort of get away from you? And then you have to be reminded all over again. My joy. I thought, what am I trying to do here? I'm trying to do something that only God can do. And when I read that, what happened is described in John chapter 7, 35. The dam broke. The stream began to flow again. I came to church Saturday morning. Minister Hooper preached a great sermon. My soul was fed. I was lifted into the heavenlies. Friend, God's going to lift some of you up today because some of you are down and your river of living water has dammed up because you've been too busy, too focused, too observing, too taken up with all of these earthly things. But God has joy, real joy, wonderful joy. You know, there's a little song that says, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. Now, I'm not... We usually think about that as a sinner getting Jesus. But Christians need Jesus to flow back into their heart, into their home, into their finances, into their attitude, into their emotions. You need help today? Well, you're at a spiritual hospital and there is hope here for you. God is here to bless and to help you. Now, trials can begin to dam up the river, the streams of living water. Persecution, abuse, suffering, pain. Friend, you can't be happy and giggling when you're in pain and you're taking medication to take care of the pain. 
You can't be happy and, and giggling when the doctor says, you have cancer. You, you have a heart condition. You are seriously oil, ill. You don't dance on your tiptoes and, and laugh like you got a new car. No. no. But even then, there can be joy. Jesus says so. Jesus said in John chapter 16, let no one take away your joy. Don't let a trial, a difficulty. Friend, when the trial comes, and like looking beyond the hymn, the sermon, and seeing Jesus, when the trial comes, we look at the trial, and we wonder how I can get things fixed so that the trial will go away, and we get involved, like I was doing just a, a few weeks ago, or persecution, or abuse, or, or suffering, or a death comes into the family. You know, we, we want to move beyond it. We don't want to recognize it. We want to say something funny at the funeral so everybody will laugh. And I do that. But th- th- these, there are things today that's blocking your vision of Jesus. And if you don't see Jesus, Jesus said, my joy, your joy. Come on, get that in your mind. My joy, your joy. I have to see the joy maker. Joy is created in the heart of Jesus. He's the fount of life. And that river must start flowing, that stream from him to me. But when my vision becomes blocked and I try to fix everything and I try to get out of something and I try to move into something else and I become so down here conscious, friend, it gets old after a while. It gets very tiring. Distractions. Now, distractions sometimes can be good distractions. But the enemy doesn't always come to distract you with a trial, with a persecution, with a death in the family. He comes along. He is subtle. You know the devil is smart. And he's had a lot of experience at what he does. And he's good at what he does. I pray that God will help me to be good at believing Jesus and being the Christian man that I'm supposed to be. But good distractions. How many of you heard of Reverend Max Licato or read one of his books? Or, let me see your hands. Let me see. Okay. number of you. Max Licato is a great prolific writer, great pastor, great minister. Max Licato... Uh, tells this story about himself. He said he became a, a cyclist uh, on a bicycle. And uh, he enjoyed it so very much. He said he started buying all the equipment. He bought the shorts and the helmet and the clip-in shoes. And he, he just bought all these gadgets and, and something that would monitor his pulse rate. And he said there was a man in his church. Hey, weren't these men up here good today? They were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, He said this man in his church loved bicycling also and was telling uh, Pastor Licato all of these gadgets that he needed and and something that would monitor the the height or the the descent of a hill. And and then this man told, and and Max went out and bought all of that stuff. (laughs) And he said... uh, He even began to compete. He said, I got so good at what I was doing. He said, now I'm pastoring. 
But I got so good at what I was doing as a cyclist, I began to enter competitions. And then my friend in the church told me, he said, what you really need is some music to go along, some rock music, <laughs> and this will, this will help you. And so he said, I got all that rock music. And he said, I was out there going, and he said, then one day I wrecked my bike. Well, see, his happiness was gone. <laughs> and he said, uh, so... But he said he, wa he wasn't hurt, so he borrowed a friend's bike that didn't have any gadgets whatsoever. And he said, I just went out for a bike ride. And he said, guess what? I enjoyed myself. No gadgets, just a bike ride. He said, but during that time, I got caught up with buying gadgets out there competing. I got taken up with something good and healthy for me physically, bicycling. Friend, the devil doesn't care how he gets your attention off of Jesus just as long as he gets your attention off of Jesus. He's not trying to get his attention on himself. Don't look at the devil. We're not going to look at the devil. We're going to look at the devil, what the devil puts before us. It's, it might be a trial. It might be something good. But watch out for those things that really entertain you. You're checking the newspaper for the next event. You're watching the television for the next event. You're just getting caught up, sucked in, just sucked in to that particular situation. And your joy meter is tick, 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 starting to go down. And spiritual things don't have the interest that you had one time wanted to have. Now, it was read, Patrice just read it a moment ago, we have to abide if you abide in me. And that is a big if. If you abide in me. A lot of God's people are not abiding in him. But if you do, then you can ask what you will and it'll be done. If you abide in me, like the branch abides in the vine, you take a, a, a branch, you sever it from the vine, it falls on the ground, you go back and look at it in a few days, and it begins to wither, shrivel up. I don't want to be a shriveled up, withered Christian. I can be very easily. And so can any of us. But remember this. My joy, your joy. It's only your joy if you know his joy. If you know his joy, then Joy comes to you, and regardless of what's going on and how deep the trial and whatever the entertainment or whatever it is that the devil is trying to capture your attention with, you keep your focus on Jesus, you'll be happy, you'll celebrate, you will experience great joy. Abiding in Jesus. Abide. Yes, there's a trial, but there's Jesus. He's greater than the trial. The trials come and the trials go, but Jesus abides forever. There's enjoyment in the world. There's vacations and new cars and new homes and new clothes and new, new this and new that. Those new things become old things after a while. But Jesus is always new and he's always fresh. If you abide in me, and that is a big if, if you abide in me. Now there's a, a joy meter in every one of our hearts. And I want you to think closely now because I'm... I'm headed with all my effort right to the end of this sermon because you've heard enough today to know where you need to go to drink at that well of living water. You know, you know now, I've already told you. But there's a joy meter. 
we have a generator at our house for when the current goes out. The current went out one time and different neighbors came in and took showers and we all were getting together and they were enjoying my generator. <laughs> I wanted them to enjoy my generator. <laughs> but boy, was I glad when the current came back on again <laughs> and the neighborhood settled down. But um, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> well, it wasn't long ago, the generator went out and the current went out and the generator didn't come on. Well, I, uh, Lloyd Tucker, he's, he's, he's the man back there. You call him, you need help. So, well, before I called him, and I, I should have called him first, before I called him, I called the generator people. And they came out. Do you know the very first thing the generator man did? What do you think he did? He went over and looked at the tank where the propane was, and he says, you're out of fuel. <laughs> Christian, are you out of fuel? <laughs> your fuel is the joy of the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Isn't that Bible? Yeah. He went over and he looked at it. He said, there's nothing wrong. He said, look. Hey, come here. I walked over. He said, look where that needle is. Friend, if your needle is on empty today, <laughs> go to the one that makes joy and creates joy. Well, when they filled the tank, that's when I got a hold of Tuck and we got that thing going again. And it's working now. Friend, your Christian life may not be working for you well. It may not be a thing wrong. Only that you've just allowed good things or sometimes things not so good to come into your life. Beyond the difficulty in your home or where you work, it's there. The difficulty may not go. You've been praying that it'll go. But the important thing is you can have joy in tribulation. Jesus says so. And I believe as you believe the word of God is true. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. Joy is divine. Joy comes from heaven. The earth, I'll tell you what comes from the earth. Trials come from the earth. Sickness comes from the earth. Death comes from the earth. Divorce comes from the earth. That's what all the earth produces. So why keep focusing on the earth? You're an earthly being, but your citizenship is in heaven. Look up, your redemption draws nigh. This is what the scripture says. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And everyone says amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? Thank you, Father, for Jesus and for his joy. Joy coming from heaven. Happiness comes from earth, but it's temporary and so short-lived. But joy abides. Joy is forever. Joy is that that we can take from this life into the next life. Thank God for joy. Friend, bow your head before the Lord. Talk to him. Tell him, Lord, my stream of living water is dammed up. Today, I'm going to, by the power of the dynamite of the Holy Spirit, blow the dam apart in the name of Jesus, and the river's going to flow again. 
the refreshment, the newness, the gift of God. Let the living water flow. You talk to her for just a moment. If you prayed with Pastor Morris right now, we would love to hear from you and share more about living a life of fullness and joy. Email the pastoral staff of the Largo Community Church and contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and share your story with us. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.